0: It was 1958 when Jerry Crew was minding his own business, being a bulldozer operator in a logging company in Six Rivers National Forest. When he noticed that one of his 450 gallon barrels was moved or taken away, which was too much for one man to move. So he and his co-workers started examining throughout the next few weeks how one thing would be taken and another thing would be taken. And the one thing that they found was when they went to the reporter, the media to talk about all their stolen equipment, the evidence that they had was a footprint that measured 16 inches. And so Jerry Crew, figuring that there was a Bigfoot in place, that it must be Bigfoot who took all of his materials. And so you can imagine for, if you're Jerry, a life doomed to frustration where just you and a few people, maybe you saw Bigfoot himself. Maybe you're the guy that took kind of the blurry picture of him. Bigfoot is always moving so fast or covered in enough dense hair follicles to where maybe it's hard to just, you know, focus in for the camera, but maybe you're the person and you're doomed to this life of frustration knowing that you're not the one who moved your 450 gallon barrel and that that footprint, that's a real footprint, but still no one believes you and that perhaps you would wish that Bigfoot, you could find a trap, you know, like a bear trap that's big enough for his foot, where you could bring him to a nice zoo to where the media and the whole world can finally see him, and you can point and say, look, there he is. That is Bigfoot, and I was not making it up. That's got to be the life of Jerry and so many people who say that they've witnessed Bigfoot. Now, I'm not saying that I believe in Bigfoot. I don't believe, I don't believe in Jerry, you know? I don't believe uh, in the ape man who uh, can never seem to be taken a, a clear picture of. But I do empathize and wonder if the disciples, for a moment could empathize with jerry and these men in this small community because if you think about it what jesus asks of his disciples as far as witnessing to his resurrection is not altogether different at least on the surface that jesus is murdered he gets up from a tomb that no one sees him get up out of he then appears, speaks with, and eats with these men for 40 days. And only as he is about to ascend on a cloud does he say, now go and be witnesses of my resurrection. And then he leaves. Bigfoot leaves the zoo, right? There's no one to point to. Jesus commands these men to witness to his resurrection to the ends of the world, yet Jesus is nowhere to be found. How hard it must have been for the disciples or frustrating, it would seem, to say, look, I'm a witness of Jesus' resurrection. Oh, well, where is he? No, you've got to believe me. He appeared to me and my other 11 friends and a few other people here and there he appeared to. But no, he really did. He resurrected from the dead. However, the scriptures intimate some emotion a little bit different from frustration. The gospel of Luke says that once Jesus has ascended into heaven, that the the disciples are overcome with joy and they go into the temple worshiping God. They are overcome with joy. And why is that? Well, first, in order to answer the question, we might have to step back and think with the mind of the disciples and think with the mind of the scriptures. Because perhaps the disciples knew that this is just simply the way that God works and that this was truly the work of God, that God would only appear to them and then ask them to go out and be witnesses of the world. And they were honored to participate in that work. How did they know that this was the work of God? Because this is how God has always worked in salvation history, whether it's saying, Go and have my descendants as numerous as the stars. Does he talk to a whole village? No, he talks to one man, Abram, and Abraham. Or maybe it's whenever God wants to form a people, he wants to call Israel. Does he go and does he talk to a large community? Or does he go in the middle of the night in the form of an angel to wrestle with a man named Jacob to break his hip and then to name him Israel? or whether it's to save humanity. Does God appear to all of Israel or does he appear to one teenage girl in the privacy in her own home and say that you will bear a son and you will be the son of the most high, you will name him Jesus. That this is regularly how God works. This is why Jesus describes the kingdom of God as a mustard seed, that is the smallest of seeds but grows into the largest of plants. And it's the way that God works, because even fundamentally from the moment of creation, when God gave man free will and desired love from him, he, desired, he opened up to him the possibility of hell as well. This unlimited freedom that he gives man to choose him or to not choose him. So that God exercises his power so smallly, from the inside out rather from the outside in and so this is why we hear in the first reading of the acts of the apostles that where the disciples say lord is now the time that you are going to restore the kingdom to israel is the time going to be now is the time where you will come down as king and reign in this Roman empire from the top down from the outside in over this people because you have been crucified you have been mocked now is your time to reign and Jesus says it is not time for it is not for you to know the time the hour or the seasons but rather you shall be my witnesses to the end of the world that Jesus the way that he Begins his kingdom is that he sends out witnesses. This is the way in which he creates his kingdom. He doesn't rule from the outside in, but from the inside out. But it has been, to come back to Bigfoot and our friend Jerry, it has been 60 years since Bigfoot has stolen a 450 gallon barrel in Six Rivers National Forest. And still, not a lot of people believe in Bigfoot, you know, or at least publicly, not a lot of people do. It remains a small community. But it happens within just a few years, decades, and not long at all, not until the year 325, that the mustard seed of those, that small community that believed in the resurrection of Jesus has expanded into the largest of plants, where, Catholic, where Christianity is the largest religion and Catholicism is the largest sect of Christianity as the true and first Christians. But, and the reason why it is, is because Jesus has established witnesses. But there is another plant that's growing. In the Pew Research Report in 2019, the amount of nuns, have surpassed the amount of Catholics. Now, I'm not talking about religious nuns, I'm talking about N-O-N-E-S, and that is those who don't affiliate with any religious group at all. In the United States, nuns reached in 2019 26%, while Catholics went, they went from 17 to 26% from 2009 to 2019, while Catholics went from uh, 23% to 20% in that 10 year span. We've been outgrown in America, the Catholics, by the nuns. And the nuns, while they might use the example of science as as something that, you know, as as um, a stumbling block to belief that, you know, science and, and, and the church's teachings don't go hand in hand, and they do go hand in hand, but It'll be used as an excuse, and the majority of those nuns would not be able to iterate Darwin's evolution, uh, theory of evolution and what happened on the Galapagos Islands. They wouldn't know. They would repeat, they would parrot what someone else said. Or they might talk about the church's teachings and how they're antiquated and have nothing to do with um, humanity and what's good for him, and and they're not, and they do, they're If they're antiquated, it's because they've spoken to the constancy of human nature throughout his existence. But the nuns perhaps are right about, and what has not existed in the way that we need, is that we haven't had enough witnesses. And that what the nuns see is that humanity is untrustworthy. And this is even symptomized um, in the wearing and the hyper- um, suspect culture of those who are in masks now and and perhaps obsessed with the life of the pandemic and that now it's been this formal outside in exercise of power where we can't trust any each other anymore but but it's already existed from the inside out where we don't trust each other anymore where because no one is witnessing the gospel or at least in small communities witnessing to the resurrection of Jesus as we desire. Sometimes we can witness to the teaching of Jesus. You know, that we can witness that the church teaches a coherent set of truths. We want to witness to Jesus the teacher. Sometimes we want to witness to Jesus the healer. And we talk about Jesus as some therapeutic Freud that solves all of our emotional issues. Maybe we can witness to Jesus as the exorcist and point out the devils that lie in society. But to witness to the resurrection of Jesus, and this is what Jesus desires, is to witness that Jesus can take human nature which is weak and bring it up into the presence of the Father and redeem it. And there are not enough witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus. That Jesus can take this weak, broken human nature That has betrayed humanity and bring it up into the presence of father and join it to himself and these witnesses are the ones who began by witnessing with their lives it's the word we know martyr means witness at um at the early stages of the church and it's what's needed again is that maybe not necessarily that we go out of course and ask for death but that we witness that our weak and broken human nature can be worthy of the Father and that we can be redeemed. This is the witness that the world desires and it's the witness that Jesus desires. So that, like Bigfoot, we can be in a position, and this has always been the case, and why Christianity has grown by these witnesses. Is that we can be in a position where I don't see Jesus, but I see you. I can say, Look, there he is. There is Jesus Christ. He lives in St. Mother Teresa. He lives in Pope St. John Paul the Great. He lives in this holy man. But the reason why Bigfoot has never grown, and perhaps will never grow, is because there will never be someone who will say, Look, you know, there is Bigfoot. There is that person. And so we ask that the Lord, that we can be seen as temples of the Holy Spirit who we receive next week at Pentecost, that the Holy Spirit can animate us and make us live from the inside out, so that in being witnesses to the resurrection of the world, this mustard seed can again grow to one of the largest trees on the earth.